0: to be with you this evening and I trust you come tonight or have joined us tonight. I'm so used to being in church. I apologize, but I thank you for joining us for this live stream and also for those of you that will watch it later on video. Uh, We appreciate you being here tonight. This would take the place of our normal Wednesday night service and as many of you know, we have um, cut our services down um, and uh, we're not holding regular services right now. We're doing everything by video and doing it on Facebook and And by the way, if you've got a friend that doesn't have Facebook, they can still watch the video or listen to us at podbean.com. And at podbean.com, you can listen to us. You can go and download the app and everything on your phone and uh, put it on the phone and you can listen to the services. Um, Or what you can do is you can go to your web browser and type in Whitley Memorial Baptist Church in Nashville and um, it'll come up and you can actually go there and click on uh it'll come up and you can go to facebook there without having a facebook account and watch the video and so you can tell your friends they can do that but uh but we do appreciate you coming and being with us tonight tonight is our normal prayer meeting night and i do want to mention some folks that that we need to pray for and then we are going to pray for our country and uh, for what's going on um uh, and I'll I'll mention some of these things tonight. Um, we do have uh, some folks we know that have suffered some loss in their family. So I wish you would pray for them that God would give them grace and and peace during this time and strength to make it through. And some folks that have lost some dear friends, uh, I wish you'd pray for them. Also, um, pray for some in our church family who are sick. We have some that are shut-ins and some that can't get out necessarily due to uh illnesses pre-existing conditions pray for those that uh, have relatives that are sick or friends that are sick pray for those um let's also pray for those that are kind of stuck at home right now you know many of us are under shelter in place instructions and and a lot of people can't get out some people are afraid to so let's pray for them that the lord give them peace and grace in this time because this can be a time of uh, you know just a a hard time for them, so pray for them. Also tonight, pray for the virus to be stopped. Let's do that. Let's pray for that, and let's pray that the Lord would just, in His grace and in His mercy, stop this thing in its tracks and uh, stop this and and let everybody get back to work and things of that nature. And so pray about that. Pray tonight for the tornado victims uh, in Nashville and around the area tonight, and and uh, pray for those. They they did not need this virus on top of what they were going through, so pray for them. Also tonight, pray for a cure. Pray for a cure for the virus. Pray for a cure for cancer, a cure for uh, dementia, a cure for Parkinson, and all these other diseases that are going on. Pray for them. Also tonight, pray for missionaries. You know, missionaries, our church is continuing to send support to missionaries. Some of them you know, Some churches that that are closed maybe aren't getting the support levels in and uh, due to the lack of offerings and things like that. So pray about that situation, but pray for our missionaries that their support levels would stay up and that uh, they would be safe. Also tonight, pray for laborers in our church. Right now, again, we're not meeting, but I want you to pray that when we do open back up, God will add to our midst and give us some folks that want to serve him and Pray tonight for revival in our country. Our country needs a revival. I'm not talking about just revival services. I'm talking about a touch from God. Also pray for the leaders of our city and our state and our country and all the leaders all the way up to the president, uh, the governor, the mayor. Pray for all of them that the Lord will bless them. Pray for our military tonight. I understand the military is going to expand some of their roles. And so pray for them tonight here and around the world. And then pray for our country. Our country is in great need tonight. Wish you'd pray, and also pray for those with job situations. Many folks have job situations, and uh, pray that the Lord would just bless them and and uh, take care of them, and and uh, uh, pray that God will just work there. Pray that the Lord will just work and and meet needs and do do only what He can do. And so let's pray, and we'll pray about this situation. Then we'll open the Bible tonight and get into the Word of God and hopefully give you something that will encourage your heart. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We pray the Holy Spirit would work. And, Father, as we come to you tonight, we do pray that you would just bless. Father, we do pray that you'd open the windows of heaven tonight. Father, we know of some that have suffered loss recently. And, Father, we pray that you would be with them. We pray that you would help them. And now, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just give them grace. Father, there are others tonight that have special needs and they're sick. And, Father, I pray you'd heal them. Others have emotional needs or financial needs. And, Father, we pray that you provide for them. Father, we pray tonight and we ask you to take care of those who are shut in at home and can't get out. And, Father, I pray you'd encourage their heart tonight. Give them encouragement. And, Father, I just pray that what's said here tonight, with the message from the word of God would bring encouragement tonight. And Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would go to folks now and give them what they need. Father, give us a cure for this disease. Father, I pray that you would just take it away. I pray you'd heal people. Father, stop the death and destruction, I beg you. And Father, I pray that you would just do a work here. And Father, I pray for the other diseases that are after that you would give us a cure and that you would give us somebody with a cure for those diseases. Father, pray for our leaders that they would make the right decisions. Give them wisdom. Give them confidence in this time. Bless our mayor, Mayor Cooper, our 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 governor. Um, bless him. Bless Bill Lee. Bless President Trump and his team that are dealing with this tonight. Bless our Congress and our, our other leaders. And, Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would give them all wisdom. Help them to do the right things. Father, I just Pray for that because you said pray for them that are over us. And, Father, I pray you'd touch them. Pray for the different situations and people going through crazy things. Now, Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would just work. I pray the Holy Spirit would bless. I pray the Holy Spirit would guide. And now, Father, just bless tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Father, bless those listening tonight. May they be encouraged, for we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And again, we appreciate you being with us tonight. We are trying to do this Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. We are going to continue to try to do this as long as we are are doing this. I know here in Nashville, we have a uh, I think through the 24th, there is a stay at home or safer at home order. And I I think that's the way it is, or at least for two more weeks. I don't remember exactly. I know the governor has asked everybody uh, to, to stay home for a certain amount of time. Then the president mentioned some things. And uh, as we go through this, we'll make decisions. But right now, we're going to do this. The purpose is safety of our people. And the safety of people is is the main concern tonight. Yes, we still want to get the gospel out. And yes, we still want to see great things happen. And so, But uh, we're doing that tonight through this. Now, uh, Acts chapter 3 in your Bible. If you have your Bible, let me encourage you to look at Acts chapter 3. And uh, look there, if you would, please. And uh, Acts chapter 3. If you would, look there in your Bible. And uh, if you don't have your Bible, you want to look at the iPad, you can do that, or your cell phone, however you want to do it. You can look there with me, or if you want tonight, you can listen as we read along a little bit in the Bible, the Word of God. I'm going to read a few verses to you tonight to give you the background of what we're talking about. Now, what I want to do tonight is I want to talk to you about a subject that I, I believe most of us can relate to at the present moment i believe most everybody under the sound of my voice tonight that's listening either by the podcast or online i believe that you can relate to this at this very moment you say what is that adversity adversity that's what we're talking about tonight adversity now before i get into the bible and talk about adversity what i want you to do is think about me About I want you to think with me about a definition of adversity. You know, if you look up the word adversity, you're going to come up with several different definitions. It refers to distress. It refers to hardship. It refers to affliction or misfortune. Uh, It is an unfortunate event or incident. Um, It is a difficult situation. Uh, Someone pointed out that adversity is when something comes up that seems to go against you. Boy, can all of us relate to that right now. And I think all of us can say right now that you and I know exactly what adversity is or what adverse circumstances are or what adversity is that comes into our life. We are facing it currently in this uh, coronavirus or this COVID-19 situation. We're facing it. Now, tonight, that's what we're talking about, adversity. And now, I don't want this to be one of those messages where it's kind of down, 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 or, uh, uh, uh if I can put it this way and and nothing against my wife's name but have you ever heard of a Debbie Downer you know and my wife is not that thank God but um and she is over here listening to me so I got to be careful what I say but she's not that but have you ever heard somebody that just seemed like everything goes wrong and they're down 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 I don't want this to be that way tonight I want this to be encouraging and helpful to you I want this to be something that you can take and say hey that helped me a little bit, but that encouraged my heart. That is my goal tonight. Yes, I want to glorify the Lord, but I want to help you that are listening to me tonight if I can. Now, look at Acts chapter 3. That's where we're going to be. And I want to read some verses and make some comments, and then we will uh, get into adversity tonight. But notice it says in Acts 3 and verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now here we see that Peter and John go to pray. And as they go to pray, they go into the temple. And at the beautiful gate of the temple, they meet a man who is a beggar. A man who was a beggar. He is there begging for money, begging for things. Why? That's the way he made his existence. And the reason for that was, here was a man that was never able to get around on his own. He was born lame. He was born where he couldn't walk, and people had to carry him everywhere. Well, let's keep reading in verse 3 and see what happens to this man, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, said, uh, with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I like that. Look at verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now here's what happens. The man gets healed. Peter comes up, and he pronounces healing on the man, and then he helps him up. The man jumps up. The man who has never been able to walk jumps up, and I got to tell you, he's excited about it. I, I don't know about you, but if I had never been able to walk, and somebody came by, and I got healed, and I was able to walk, I'd be exciting too, excited too. Well, this guy was so excited, he's jumping up and down. That's what the idea of the word leaping is. And not only is he doing that, he is praising God. Folks, he is excited about what God has done for him. Uh, I love that. Well, let's keep reading. Look at verse 9 now. Verse 9, Acts chapter 3. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Well, I guess so. He's making a spectacle of things. He's jumping up and down. He's praising God. He's drawing all kinds of attention to himself. Look at verse 10. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. Man, these people are wondering, what is going on? This is the guy that sat at the gate begging. This is the guy that couldn't walk. This is the guy that was there. And now look at him. He's bouncing up and down, you know. He's going up and down. And you think he's standing on a trampoline or something, you know. And, I mean, he's jumping up and down. Look at verse 11 now. And as the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John, and all the people ran together unto them in the porch, that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Now, here's what happens. This guy's jumping up and down. This guy's praising God. Everybody's looking at him saying, what is going on? And a crowd gathers. Now, notice what Simon Peter does when the crowd gets there. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us? As though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man to walk. Now, you know what's going to happen here? Peter is going to take the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. He's going to take the opportunity to preach to them about Jesus Christ. Now, what you see, that's what we have in the rest of the chapter. Come down to verse 26. And Peter is still preaching. He says, unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. He's telling them about Jesus. He's telling about how Jesus was uh, crucified, how he died, and how he rose because of our sinfulness. He's sharing the gospel with them. Now that brings us to chapter 4. Notice what happens in chapter 4 now. Look down in verse 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Being greed that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Think about that for a minute. Look at that. Verse three now. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even tide. You say, What happened? What happened is it's Peter and John are there, they're preaching, they get arrested for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they end up having to spend the night in jail. Think about that. All Peter was doing. He walks in, man gets healed. They're preaching the gospel now as a result of it. And what happens? The leaders of that age come and arrest Simon Peter and John and put them in jail for the night so that the next day they can have a, a hearing or a trial or something with them. That's what's going on here. But I want you to notice verse four. Verse four, Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed and the number of the men was about 5,000. In spite of the arrest, in spite of the religious leaders and the officers stopping Peter in his sermon from preaching and arresting him and putting him in jail, 5,000 people came to faith in Christ. 5,000 men came to faith in Christ. Did you catch that? 5,000. Now, if you read the rest of the chapter, we're not going to read it, but in verses 5 through 24, we see that they are put on trial or they have a hearing before the rulers. The result of that is, number one, they are threatened. They are threatened. Later in chapter five, they would be beaten, but they are threatened. Number two, they are told not to talk about Jesus anymore. Not to talk. In fact, they are commanded not to talk about Jesus anymore. Now, as I looked at that, I gotta tell you something. I What hit me on this, as I read through this in my Bible reading, I gotta tell you, the one word that jumped out was adversity. Adversity. Here are two men, Peter and John, who faced adversity, faced adversity. They went through adverse circumstances right here. Now, I don't know about you, but getting arrested for preaching the gospel, spending the night in jail, being threatened with your life and told not to talk about Jesus, that's adverse circumstances. That's adversity, is it not? Well, I thought about that. And as I looked at the passage, I got to tell you tonight what I want to do is I want to give you some observations about adversity. And then I want you to see how Peter and John handled adversity. How, or excuse me, how they responded to the adversity that they faced, how they responded to that adversity. Number one, let me give you four observations about adversity, real quick. Four observation. Number one, adversity is experienced by all. Did you catch that? Adversity is experienced by all. Folks, I hate to tell you this nobody is exempt from adversity. Right now in our country, everybody's going through it. Are we not? Everybody is. Everybody's affected. But that also shows us that everybody faces adversity at some time in their life. Everybody does. Here it's the apostles, Peter and John. Later on, it would be the apostle Paul. He faced adversity. But then you know who else faced adversity? Jesus did. He was here trying to do God's work, and he faced adversity. He had people stand against him. He had people say ugly things to him, deny that he was the son of God. He faced adversity. And folks, I'm here to tell you tonight also that even if you're trying to live right, you are going to face adversity at some time in your life. There is nobody exempt from adversity. Adversity is experienced by all. You said, wait a minute, Brother Scott, I thought you were here tonight to encourage. That kind of discourages me a little bit. Well, hang on. Here's some observations I hope will encourage you. Number two, the second observation I've noticed here. Adversity does not mean God is not working. Did you catch what I said? Just because you're facing adversity, it doesn't mean that God isn't working in your life or in the world around you. Catch that for a minute. Just because you're facing adversity doesn't mean that God is not working in his life. See, God is working all things together for his purpose. Excuse me. Everything together. You know, we often think, and I know sometimes we think this, that adversity hinders God. Have you ever thought that? We're like, God, what can you do in the middle of all this? Well, you want to know what God can do in the middle of all this? Think about it. Peter and John get arrested. They're taken off down to the jail to spend the night in jail. But look what happened in verse 4. Look at what happened. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word, what? Believed. And the number of the men was about 5,000. Think about that. Even though Peter and John are arrested, they're taken off to jail. Still, 5,000 came to faith in Christ. Folks, God was still at work. You say, how do you know? Well, they believed. And that means the Holy Spirit was still at work. Why? Because the only way a person gets saved is the Holy Spirit brings them to Christ, right? Yes. Folks, God was still at work. The Holy Spirit was still at work. But you know what I also noticed here about this? You and I may not see it at the time. You and I may not see it at the time. You said, what do you mean? I got to thinking about this. Now think about this. Peter and John are taken off to jail. Peter and John are taken off to spend the night in a prison there in town. Now think about this. Did they know that 5,000 people came to Christ? I don't think so. Maybe not until the next day. All they know is they preach the gospel. Next thing you know, they're being taken off to jail. They're being hauled away. You know, you got soldiers taking Peter and John away. And yet, guess what? They may not have known it, but God was still working. You know, there's sometimes when you and I go through adversity and you and I go through hard times, we may think, God, what are you trying to do? We cannot see what God is doing, but trust me, God may be at work in those hard times in your life and mine he can be at work. Let me give you the third observation I've noticed here. Third observation and that is this. Adversity does not have to destroy our faith. Adversity does not have to destroy our faith. It didn't destroy the faith of Peter and John. Man, they kept going. They kept moving. They kept going forward. Now, one of the things you got to remember is that Satan will try to use things to destroy your faith. You got to remember that, but it doesn't have to happen. The Lord is always going to be with you. The Lord is always by your side. And folks, what even though we may go through hard times or go through situations that are tough, it doesn't have to undermine our faith or destroy our faith. I heard a story, and I or I read a story about a very famous person, I won't tell you who it was, that had a family member who was sick. They prayed for that family member to get well. That did not happen. The family member passed away. That person turned totally against God and actually became antagonistic to the Lord. Folks, can I tell you something? Just because you face adversity doesn't mean you have to falter in your faith. Again, we need to be on guard. Why? Because one of the things Satan wants to do, and I've said this lately several times, is he wants to destroy your faith and get you to turn against God. Isn't that what he tried with Job? Isn't that what he tried with Simon Peter? Yes, he tried it. Fourth thing I want you to see, fourth observation I noticed about adversity. Adversity here in our passage can result in a display of God's power. Think about that for a minute. Adversity can result in a display of God's power. Think about that. Think about it. Here in Acts chapter 4, what you see is God's power on display in spite of adversity. Did you catch that? in spite of adversity and in fact some of it was directly the result of the adversity the result of the adversity in verse 4 yeah have five thousand get saved i don't know about you but that's a to me that's a display of god's power is it not in spite of the adversity god's power on display you come down to verse 8 down to verse 8 in chapter 4 then peter filled with the holy ghost think about that Peter is filled with the spirit of God and is able to talk to these leaders in a powerfully in a powerful way. Then you come down to verse 31, one of my favorite verses in the book of Acts. Peter gets Peter and John get released, they go to their own company and they all pray together because of the adversity and you know what happens? God fills the lot and fills them with power. Look at verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Think about that. As a result of their prayer, as a result of the adversity, God filled them with his spirit and empowered them. A display of God's power. And it continued, verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Hey, folks, what am I trying to tell you tonight? Great things can come out of adverse times. Great things can come out of adverse times. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You say, bro, Scott, can you illustrate that? Yeah, look at the Apostle John. If you don't know the story, one of the greatest books of the Bible, one of the most famous books of the Bible, one of the most loved books of the Bible and a a, a book of the Bible that everybody talks about. It's a book of Revelation, is it not? God used the apostle John to write the book of Revelation. Think about it. John used the apostle John to write the book of Revelation. But can I tell you what happened? Do you know the backstory? If you go to Revelation 1, you will find that John was in prison on the Isle of Patmos, a slave labor camp, a rocky island. And you know what he was there for? For his testimony for Christ. Guess what? And it was during that time of adversity, that time of hardship that God gave him, excuse the, 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 the way I say this, that God gave him the revelation of the book of Revelation, that God revealed to him all the things you read in the book of Revelation. What am I saying? It's at times of adversity where God's power can be made real and God's power can be on display in your life and my life in your life, and my life. Wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Now, those are just four observations I saw here about adversity. I'm sure if you read the passage, you might could get some too. But I want you to see something here. I just don't want to give you observations about adversity. I want you to look at how Peter and John responded to their adversity. Because folks, adversity is going to come. The question is, how are you and I gonna respond and can we respond in a positive way? Well, Peter and John, let's see how they responded. I wanna point out three things. Number one, they were faithful to the Lord. You say, what? They were faithful to the Lord, even though they were arrested, even though they got put in jail, even though they had to spend the night in jail. And by the way, their jails weren't like ours, you know, today in America. Even though jails, any jail is a bad place to me, but but think about it for a minute. Think about it. They were put in jail for the night, but yet they were faithful to the Lord and to do his work. They were faithful to the Lord. In other words, they stayed true. Folks, even though you and I face adversity, can I encourage you, encourage you, stay faithful to the Lord. Don't give up. Don't quit. That's what the enemy wants you to do. Don't quit. When things go bad. Don't quit. Hang in there. Stay faithful. Number two. Number two. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. You say, what's this one? They maintained their witness. Not only were they faithful, they maintained their witness. You say, what do you mean by that? They, they shared Christ before the adversity. And guess what? They shared Christ after the adversity. Look down in verses 10, 11, and 12 and listen to it. It says, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Did you get that? Then in verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there's none other name uh, under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, they maintained their witness. And by the way, even though they kept sharing Christ, guess what? Peter here gives one of the most quoted verses in the Bible, Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other. You know, a lot of people quote that to show that Jesus is the only way. Now, folks, let me tell you something. They maintained their witness. Now, beforehand, Peter failed, didn't he? Yes. Why? Because he tried to live in the flesh he thought he was something he thought he was tough he thought he was strong he rejected the lord's help and three times he denied christ but now we see a man who is maintaining his witness for christ i wonder how many of us go through hard times and we falter and our testimony for christ is ruined our testimony for christ is ruined folks Let's maintain our witness. And then number three, the third thing they did, they relied upon others. They relied upon others. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, in verse three, they got arrested and put in jail for the night. In verses eight through 22, they are let out. I mean, they are put on trial or a little uh, whatever you want to call it there and, and uh, or a hearing or whatever it was before this council. And they are questioned. They are told not to talk about Jesus. They are threatened. They are commanded not to talk about Jesus. And finally, they're let go. You say, so what did they do when they got let go? Well, if you look in verse 23, you'll see. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Did you catch that? They went to their own company. You know what they did? They looked to others for help. They look to others. Folks, they didn't go it alone. And what I'm going to share with you tonight is when you go through times of adversity, don't go alone. Look to others for help. Look to others for help. Don't go it alone. Folks, there are people that love you and care about you. You know what? And and if you don't know somebody you can trust, try to find a good Christian friend that can or, or try to find somebody that'll pray with you and talk to you and help you in this time. I know right now it's uh, we have the social distancing thing. I know right now we have the safer at home order and stuff like that. But folks, that doesn't mean you have to put your phone down and can't call somebody and talk to somebody. I mean, good night. You can get on the phone and call somebody and say, hey, I just need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to pray with me. You know what? You call me. I'll pray with you on the phone. I will. I've done it before. I've led people to Christ on the phone. Folks, I'm telling you, don't go it alone. Seek help from others and and talk to others and call others and try to encourage others and seek encouragement yourself. They relied upon others. By the way, you want to know one of the reasons we have a church family is to encourage and help and edify one another. You say, what does edify mean? It means to build each other up in the faith to build each other up. One of the reasons I'm here tonight, one of the reasons that I decided to do Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Now I know some churches just doing Sunday morning and God bless them. They can do it. I decided to do Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, number one, because I do it anyhow. Um, But the main reason I'm doing it is to help people grow, to try to encourage you in this hard time and also try to point people to Jesus in this hard time. Folks, We're doing this to encourage you. That's why we're doing it. That's why I've told people, share some of these messages with others on your Facebook page and things like that. But folks, what do we see? They relied upon others. And and folks, when you go through hard times, there are others that care about you that you can call out to and help. If you don't have a church family, let me encourage you, find a church family. Find a church that preaches the Bible, believes the Bible, teaches the Bible, and that'll love you love you care about you find that find that question is how do you respond when adversity comes be faithful to god be faithful maintain your witness and then rely upon others you said, bro scott how can i do that how can i be faithful how can i maintain my witness and rely upon others well number one it starts with salvation let me give you something very practical number one it starts with salvation do you know christ is savior My friend, God loved you so much that he sent Jesus who left heaven, came, was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, went to the cross and died as your substitute because you and I are sinners who stand condemned before God to face the punishment of our sin. But Jesus died on the cross as our substitute, was buried, rose again the third day so that we could have life. He did that because God loves us and doesn't want to see us face that condemnation, but wants us to have eternal life in heaven with him. My friend, if you're willing to repent of your sin and by faith accept Christ, he will save you. He will save you. You can pray a simple prayer if you mean it that tells God you're a sinner and that you want him to save you. You know what he will do? He will save because Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Doesn't say might be saved, hopefully will be saved. It says shall be saved. How can we respond like, number one, make sure you're saved. Number two, get into the Bible. You know, I read that verse in Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy law. Get into the Bible and let the Bible bring peace to your heart. I don't know about you, but I'm messed up in this time of adversity too, along with everybody else. And every time I turn around, something's trying to take me away from the Bible. Folks, but we need the Bible, the Word of God. I challenged you the other night, spend more time reading the Bible if you can. Also, number three, look to others for help. Don't be afraid to call somebody and say, I need to talk. Look to others for help, and then spend time in prayer with God. Go to God. Get down next to your bed, next to your chair, or just sit there and talk to the Lord and tell him how you feel. He'll listen. He's there. He loves you. My friend, tonight, I trust you know Christ, and I hope that tonight, that during this time of adversity, you will be faithful to the Lord. You'll be faithful. You'll maintain your witness for Christ. And that if you do need help, you rely upon others. God bless you tonight. Thank you for being part of this. And I pray that our Heavenly Father will bless you in a great way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Bless each person who listened to this message tonight. And Lord, just help them tonight. Encourage their hearts. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen.